Hello, Marie. Welcome to the Recovering Entrepreneur Show. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is my first time on this show, so I'm really excited. I have no idea what to expect, but I'm ready for the ride. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. And I've actually, you're my third interview today that I've been done. And I think I was the most excited. Like, it's great. And I'm grateful for everybody that's come on. But I mean, we're co-authoring a book together. We hang out together. I've been to your event. So like, you just have a special place in my heart. So I'm very excited. So why don't you tell the world all about you so that they get to know you like I do? So all about me. So I was born in Brooklyn in 19. Nope, not till going back that far. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I was born in Brooklyn and I'm proud to have my Brooklyn sort of Long Island accent because um, that's where I'm from. I'm from Long Island and I'm married for 40 years this year. I have eight kids, 18 grandkids. Um, I'm, um, let's see, I'm busy to say the least, but I'm most excited about, what am I most excited about? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Um, well, that's the question I'm asking myself. What are you most excited about? And I'll tell you, I'm excited because every day is a new day to do new things, to enjoy life. Um, to take a challenge on, and I'm taking a new kind of approach to life now because I used to be a major complainer, and now I'm a major whatever that whatever it is, whatever that thing is, whatever that glitch is, I'll be darned if it's going to stop me. So I just keep pushing, and that's kind of like my motto, so I'm excited about that. But my present push is this business that I'm doing, which is... Um, allowing people to get to know me on a wider scale. Presently, I have clients that I see one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes couples, and I love what I do, but um, I kind of feel like I want to do more and I want to Im impact more people and serve more people and kind of spread the love. Like your hat says, I feel like therapy is kind of like, well, it's not, it's connection. Connection is sort of a kind of a love that you have with people, you know, you accept them, they accept you, you have this wonderful conversation and you walk beside them and help them get through whatever it is they need to get through. So I love doing that. So I want to scale that. So um, that's what I'm doing. And I also have events sort of every eight weeks, maybe a little less, maybe a little more um, called There's Only One You Love Project. And we invite fabulous speakers on health care and mindset. And then other people get to come and listen and learn. Um, so that's been really fabulous. So that's what I'm doing in addition to about a thousand other things. But that's my my big focus. Well, as one of your participants and guests, I have to tell you, I remember texting you afterwards and telling you it set the tone for my whole weekend. I really enjoyed your event. It was it was it was beautiful and your speakers and you were just like freaking amazing. It really I still want to do my superhero pose and I just really, I just really enjoyed it. So I'm glad that we're going to be able to share that information with the audience as well. Mm -hmm. So what I heard is you practice therapy and it's a little bit more one-on-one -on -one and you want to be able to reach the masses. So you're using the events to do that. Mm -hmm. 
Awesome. So what do you like, do you have a plan? Like, what do you think your life looks like in a year? Cause you're relatively new to this entrepreneurial game too, right? Like I just started in the last year. Are, has it been about that long for you as well? Yes, actually it's about a little over a year now, um, but I was going at a snail's pace and now I feel like I'm on the fast track uh, because there's so much to be done. You know, I think once you get over the hump of, oh my gosh, what am, what am I doing? And you get in the grind, you go a lot faster. You know, that's what I'm noticing for me. But so in a year, I'm in the process of writing my program right now so that um, I can invite people to do a program, which um, it's four to five weeks where you have an opportunity to sit one-on-one with me And um, we create a plan, a personalized plan that involves daily practices, because um, in my opinion, when you need to change your life, the most important thing to do is to get get your stuff together on a daily basis. Like there's no day off. You know, you have to show up and have this emotional connection with yourself first where you're first. So I create that plan with you where we do things for self-care and that's really code for I'm showing up for me and I'm on my side. And um, so we're going to do that. And then at the end of that, I think that people will be at that point really feeling the difference and enjoy, enjoy the program. So that's where I see myself then. I'm hoping I will have my book written by then. And my YouTube channel completely up and running and all my videos and all that jazz. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Probably more, but I can't remember at the moment. (laughs) I I love how transparent you're being. There are so many moving pieces to entrepreneurship and so many obligations, right? Like I see you once a week and it's always like trying to squeeze in the time you have your clients. Um, we've tried to catch up at different times. It's, you have a pretty, you're living almost two lives right now is, is kind of my perception on the outside looking in as you're trying to get all these things together. And I'm going to, I love your grace and your attitude about it, right? Like I'm up for the challenge. I'm going to learn. I'm going to, I'm going to get the obstacle out of the way. Can you with, and you have all kinds of divine wisdom with having your therapy experience and and all that stuff. Would you, what would you say to someone starting out? What would you say to you a year ago? Well, I'd rather not use any profanities, but I would probably say something like, uh, just get to it. You can do it. Um, You've done it before. You could do it again. So get to it. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, you're you're already an example of what your it sounds like what your program is to teach people how to get in this enthusiastic mindset and take care of themselves and go forward. Am I getting that right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So what do you think what do you think life looks like for you say in 5 years? Your entrepreneurial world, would you give up therapy? Um You know what? I think my therapy would probably be a choice few people. Um, But I, you know what? I haven't really thought about exactly what I gave it up because it's so much a part of me. I don't think so. I think that the therapeutic part of me will always be around. 
It just may be the shape of it will be different. Like I'm not going to sit here with 25, 30 clients week after week. That I won't do because the idea is, is to increase my, um, well, let's see, decrease the amount of time I'm spending, but then increase my value. All right. So isn't that what we want as entrepreneurs? We don't want to do forever and eight, like, because sometimes aren't we working 60, 70, 80 hours a week? Well, I don't want to be doing that in five years. I want to have already accomplished what I need to. So now maybe I could dial it down. It would be great if I could just go to like 30 or 20, you know, (laughs) wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice instead of 30 or 20 in one day. Like it feels like we do some days. Yes, I know. I know. Like I wake up in the middle of the night and um, only because for whatever reason, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and my mind automatically, and I know I'm not the only one, it goes to, okay, what am I doing tomorrow? What can I do? You know, blah, 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 blah. And the wheels start turning and turning. So technically it could be almost a 20 hour day, you know? Yeah. Where did I, you just reminded me of something I either read or heard. And I'm going to share it with you because you're right. And, and I'm still not really good at this either. So I'm glad that you reminded me. But when we go to bed, we kind of should empty it, like not worry about those things because we're in bed and we can't do anything about them anyway. So like we have to cut our, cut our losses and just be okay with it. Um, so thank you for that reminder. I, I forgot yeah. to pick that up along the way, but it's kind of important. You're absolutely right. But the, isn't that the challenge? So at the moment, maybe that your mind, because your thoughts are, are sort of like they have a mind of their own, right? feels that you way. Have, you can't sit there and decide what you're going to think of. All of a sudden, the, the thought will pop in your head. And so it's up to us to decide, okay, now it's okay. Go to sleep. We're going to just do this. All right. Let's see how we can relax. And then this is where I come in. If you have a problem with sleeping in the middle of the night, I'll teach you how to do a relaxation exercise. And then we can, you know, so the therapist has to take her own advice at that point. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Practice, practice what I preach is something from doing the gambling podcast has really helped me because like just this past weekend, I, um, I challenged them to do something. The daily reading was something about like your past, like take care of a task or, chore from the past. It could have been deep in emotions or it could have just been a task. And I've had something sitting here since March. So I told my audience, okay, I'm going to get these two things done this weekend because I'm telling you to clean house. I need to clean house too. So I move the needle on the two things. And I find that trying to be a leader and an example actually helps my performance. So I, I think you probably take on that role quite a bit too. I know I kind of went off, off the rails there, but you reminded me of that. <laughs> no, I think that's a really valid point. Yeah, because as entrepreneurs and people, we lead big lives. We might, you know, how ridiculous would it be if we're going to impress upon people all these precepts and concepts and then lead a life totally different from that we do we have to live that life or at least we have to aspire to it yeah yeah I agree so could you and I know I'm putting you on the spot here but Uh can you you think of I don't know one two three 
tips or tricks that you might want to share? Because here you are, you're full of life, positive attitude, going to conquer the world. Is there anything that you would say to my audience about how to kind of, any tricks to show up with that kind of attitude or to feel the way you're feeling? Is there anything they can start with today? Mm, yes, absolutely. Is get um, Have a conversation with yourself about being kind to yourself and taking a moment to really consider how that's important. So our most important relationship is really with ourselves. You know, we're always thinking, and it's true, if you believe in some, something bigger than yourself, like God, that trumps everything. But um, the next important one is us, right? And if we don't take care of us, then we're really off the mark. How are you going to take care of other people? They always say, like, put the oxygen mask on you first. So the best way, in my opinion, is to take an attitude of kindness, because I notice a lot of people tend to be very self-critical. So the self-critical muscle has to kind of uh, atrophy, and then the kindness muscle has to kind of, you know, grow where you're actually, and this is the second tip, is self-talk. Like, you know, we kind of get this concept of, oh, if you ever see anybody talking to themselves they're loony, right? They're like off the wall. And maybe it's not exactly a good idea to be talking to yourself in front of a prospective, you know, client or whatever. However, self-talk all day is like, it's phenomenal. Like talk to yourself, say, it's okay. You could do this. You got this girl. Like you are your best friend. That's kindness your self-talk, and you are your best friend. So those are my three tips. And I should write those down because those are pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Kindness described as a muscle. I really like that. I, I, wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have put it in that terms. And I really like how the visual you gave me on that. And then you said, this is interesting to me because when you said self-talk, my brain went right away to fixing the negative voices. That was kind of what I heard. But you just gave me some a whole new perspective on this. You're talking, just talk to yourself. Dial in, cheerlead. This is what you're saying? Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Novel idea, right? Imagine being your own best friend. Like we do it to kids. We do it to people that we know. But we don't do it to ourselves because that, oh, I better criticize myself because I got to be better. I got to be better. So I better like dial that in, you know, got to get better. Got to get perfect. That's nonsense. Never going to do that. Yeah. Never. So, so the kindness is how you would treat your best friend. So you're being kind to yourself. I like that. I saw something with Jay Shetty a while back with, he did it with sisters so he had two separate sisters in a room and he had the, the sisters that were in the room with him write down how they felt about themselves. And they were horrible things, you know, like I'm not good enough. I'm not um, pretty, um, all the things. And then he merges them with the sisters that they didn't know were there. He goes, brings them out in the hallway and he says, okay, well tell your sister what's on your list as if it's about her. And, and they couldn't do it, obviously. They would never say those things about their sister. So it was like I'm getting emotional just thinking about how impactful it was that these, these girls 
do it to themselves. So I love that you're being a voice to help change that. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty passionate about it. I think so many people spend so much unnecessary time being, um, you know, that voice, that muscle of self-critical uh, nature. And we don't need to be. We have enough negative forces out there. We need to be on our side. That is so true. So when is your next event coming up? Okay, so my next event is January 23rd. It's a Saturday morning, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. New York time, of course. Of course, for us New Yorkers. I'm going to have to try to get you quicker in the lineup because the show doesn't launch until the first week of January. But I, uh, I want to tell everybody about your event because I enjoyed it so much. Well, I would love for you to do that, but it's not, hasn't even been, um, it's not going to launch as an event until January 2nd. So that actually works out good because it's not, you know, it hasn't hit the ground yet. I mean, I'm planning already. I have all my, I have my new lineup. I'm all excited. It's going to be fabulous. That is awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that the timing works on this, Marie. So, Oh, well, that's so wonderful. Well, how much fun would that be? Like, people need to experience. Are you having any of the same speakers that I experienced? Yes, I'm having one of them, but the rest are all new. Um, it turned out that um, the others could not attend this time. But I t- at first, I was like, oh, man, I'm so disappointed. And then I said, you know what, girl? It's okay. Actually, it hurt. It hurt because I love these women. You know, you fall... I fall in love with mostly everybody, you know, but um, <laughs> I love these women. So um, I felt really badly. And then I had to do, you know, this is another thing, reframe it like, okay, it's all right. Then new people will come in and they will be equally as fabulous, you know, and it's not like I won't ever do an event with them. So, but, so that's the kind of self-talk I have to do to kind of deal with disappointment or whatever. That was a long answer for that very simple question, but Again, really good point is, and whether it's for your event or life or whatever, there's always options and there's always ways to reframe it. You're, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. And it, it will help share your next, like I could tell by who you select, who you selected last time, the next speakers are going to be just as amazing. So they get to share what they have with the world. So that's beautiful. And I know your friends must care very deeply about you because there was that lady from Australia staying up way late or got up way early to be on your event with us. So people care about you and want to show up for your clients. So that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is really beautiful. And I'm really excited. This will also be an international event. We have someone from New Zealand, someone from the UK, someone from Mexico. So it's super, super cool. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, we'll definitely get some information out there. So tell me, is there anything that you would want my entrepreneurial audience to hear or know? Is there anything on your heart that you want to share with them? And I know I'm putting you on the spot again, but I do a lot of talking and I want to make sure that you get to do some talking too. So yeah, is there anything that... Yeah, definitely. Okay, so here's something it took me a while to learn. So um, 
part of running your your own business is learning how to manage your resources. And what we what I hadn't realized is that one of my greatest resources is my time, not my not my cash flow. It's my time. And I value my time because what I really want to be doing most of the day is um, hanging with my grandchildren. You know, like I love to do that. So I want to make the most out of my time. So with that, um, what I learned and kind of the hard way, and you helped me out with this a lot, was that um, whatever it is that I'm not good at, don't do it. If you can get someone, (laughs) just don't. Turn away, walk the other way and do what you're good at. Because what we what I was trying to do was be a jack of all trades, which I am not. And even like doing this thing that I was telling you about earlier and trying to um, establish my YouTube channel and optimize it and all that jazz. um, That this whole idea of let me just get my fingers into everything and figure out how to do it because I'm going to save a couple of bucks is absolute nonsense. You don't save bucks. You waste bucks because your time is better spent doing what you do best. So my time is better spent sitting one-on-one with someone, writing, creating content, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that learning to, is that word delegate? You mean I do it? Absolutely not. Give it to somebody else that could do it. So that, that's, that's the, the secret of all secrets. I think that you don't realize right away. Yeah. I so appreciate you saying that. I even got, I had a, I had an interesting day. It started with, because I believe, as you pointed out, in delegatable tasks, it's something that I took from my floral career. You know, we'd, we'd get ready for Valentine's Day and a cashier can cashier and a floral designer can cashier, but a cashier can't design floral. So there's no reason the floral designer should be on the cash register. And to right. teach people the value of that in a corporate environment was a little a little more challenging but that's where I came up with delegatable because I don't think it's a real word but I'm working on getting it in the dictionary and uh, to your point I even had to take my own advice so I hired (laughs) I hired a new person this morning to manage me managing my things and I know that may sound totally ridiculous but our business is blossoming and the other owner and I need to focus on the things we need to focus on, taking care of clients, onboarding them, you know, like helping them with the things. So me trying to manage my projects, I was losing sight of. So now I hired someone to manage and, and she get she has full permission to yell at me to keep me on track because I want to go be creative and I want to do the things and I want to show up. And, um, you know, I, I said to her, I said, well, you can't be on camera for me, right? Like you can't do the social and, and all that stuff. So that was kind of a, a little pill to swallow. I'm good at delegating the things, but I really like being the boss. And I actually had to give away my bossness today to help me stay on track because there's just so many moving parts to what we do. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's so good. Actually, uh, while you're saying this, and I remember when I first started using your um, virtual assistant um, uh, service, 
I only gave like a few things because I was still trying to manage everything, you know, and now I'm like, can you send out an email? Just introduce yourself. You know, like if anything that he could do, um, please just, just do it. Just do it. Like, I wish I could have him in the house too. Cause there's a, you know what I mean? Like, would you just go do this for me? You know, but, and it's always something business related, but it's just such a, a wonderful thing to have that operate where you actually have someone that you can trust to get things done. And that's really important so that we could be doing what we do best that other people cannot do like this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, that means a lot to me that, that you acknowledged him. Um, the, the team is, they're smarter than me. I say it all day long. I said it to them in our meeting the other night. Like they just know things I don't know. And I don't need to know. I just need to know how to play with my friends on YouTube, having a video. It's all good. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's great. So I don't know if what you told me before we start, we press record. I think I told you I have one question that I've been asking everyone, my Mm -hmm. prompt-to question, but you might have answered it earlier, but I'll let you have a clear playing field. But what is your favorite, now it doesn't have to be business related, but what is your favorite book or what book do you like or would you want to share to tell people about? Oh gosh. Now this is really tough. Why didn't you ask me that question before? Cause I like, want tell me, so I was warned. I know like I, I, I have, if I showed you the first thing in my head. Um, all right. Well, actually it's a book by Irving Yalom called love's executioner. And it's a book about this amazing existential therapist. And he tells the different stories. Uh, But you asked me the first book that I, that came to my mind and it's truly that. And he tells the stories of his one-on-one connections with people. And um, it's where a therapist understands and anybody else that really connects with people in that real intimate way that, Um, you hear his version of it and it makes me feel like it made me feel so much like this is really what I want to do. I want to come alongside people and help them get out of their funk because that's really why people come to a therapist. They, they need to get out of the funk and they just need, they need a, a friendly person to help them do it. Hopefully they know what the heck they're doing too, but, uh, (laughs) But the truth is, is that this, the relationship is the most important thing. You could be the most skilled therapist on the planet, but it's the relationship. It's the way the, the people connect. So that's the book, the Love, Love's Executioner by Irving Yalom. Yalom? Is that what you're saying? Yalom. Y-A-L-O-M. Okay. So part of why I'm doing this And I guess once entrepreneurs start hearing the other entrepreneurs show, it won't be as much of a surprise. But I think that we're all readers, right? Chances are you're not an entrepreneur if you're not a reader. I just kind of feel that way. I always get a new book in the mail, like at least once a week. Yeah, exactly. Because we want to know. And honestly, there's this whole, there's probably a top 10 that every entrepreneur either heard of or read or did the thing. And so far, by not telling people the question and and having them overthink it and 
you know, talk about Napoleon Hill or all the, you know, all the ones I'm getting some really nice options. So that we might not have thought of, like, I would have never probably done this one. So I'm going to be searching them all and putting them all on my audible wish list. And I want my audience to be able to expand their horizons too on different topics. So I appreciate that that's the one you picked because I never would have heard of it. Yeah. And I don't know. I wonder if anybody else would really enjoy the stories, um, but I'm sure they would because they're all lovely. They're very connected and deep. They're kind of intense, intense, but um, you might've noticed I'm quite intense myself. So <laughs> you have not said the F word all show. I'm, I'm almost disappointed. Really? Oh yeah. gosh. I'm really trying. I'm really I, trying. I know, but I'm, I'm just so used well, to you it. haven't given me cause yet, Bobby. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try not to. Um, okay. I did have one question and I don't know if this is just fresh on my mind. I don't know if it works this way in therapists, but you said that it's about connection. And I had a conversation earlier today about coaching. Like you pick your right coach. Not all coaches are in alignment with the client. Is it the same way with therapists? Like, do they kind of interview you and get to know you and vice versa to, to make a good relationship? Yeah, I think it's like that. Um, so usually you make a, an appointment at a convenience because of location, but uh, one silver lining is, is now, um, at least, you know, you have to work within the state that you're in. You can virtually see anyone in that state. So that's what the plus is. But, um, when you see them, you know, they have an opportunity to, to decide, do I like you? Do I want to connect with you? And that's really, yeah, the same thing. Not everybody fits with everyone else, you know? Yeah. And that was just a curiosity question. And your therapy business, is it, is it just you? I mean, mm -hmm. this is just a different version of being an entrepreneur, right? Like it's just not all this hubbub with all the digital marketing and all the hoops that we have to jump through in this newer right. that we're learning about. Yeah. So that's a business. Being a therapist is a business because you, you, there's a fee for service, right? And then this other thing of scaling is another business. So I guess you could say I'm twice an entrepreneur. Yeah, you've been doing it a long time. You're a veteran. I'm a, I'm a bit of a veteran. But this, this whole new format of using a lot of social media is new. Uh, and, uh, and somewhat, uh, you know, it's like, oh, gosh, am I really going to get on camera with people? Am I really going to be doing this? So you, this so I'm getting used to, right? Yeah. Don't you think? Absolutely. This is totally out of my comfort zone. Knowing that these video conversations are going out on YouTube is to push me beyond my limits. Like I could do my lives. I can talk to people a little bit on my Facebook, but even when it comes to like Instagram stories and that kind of stuff, I'm not good at showing up. I I'm just not. So this is me trying to break through another barrier. And I appreciate you being on that journey with me because the camera, mm -hmm. I I'll tell you, you want to hear a story? You want to hear a true story? I want to. Yes, please. Let's hear it. Okay. So when I was in my early 20s, I wanted to be on Wheel of Fortune. And I tried out a few times. And I was, I was a truck driver at the time. And they were having tryouts at the casino. Of course, I always like to go to the casino anyway. But they had these tryouts. And we waited in line. And, and you had to write your name and 
um, your job and, and some stuff, but you're in a audience of like a thousand or 2000 people and they're randomly drawing your name. I did not get picked, but I got called back. And I think it was cause they thought I was interesting. I was a 22 year old female truck driver 20 years ago. Right. So it's pretty interesting. So we go, so there's only a hundred of us and we have puzzles that we have to solve and everything. And they call on you and you stand up and they ask you to call a letter, just like you're on the show. And then they put it on bankrupt when they're done talking to you. (laughs) They like manually do it. They only let you do like two or three things. So that experience, I was smart enough on the puzzles. I believed from that moment, and this is the voices in our head, right? That they didn't want me on camera, so I'm not good enough to be on camera. Because I was smart enough to solve the puzzles. I was interesting. So the only thing left was that I wasn't camera friendly. And then just in the last four years, a new station came to the center, interviewed me and another person, and I didn't get used on the camera again. And this was just three years ago. So I have this perception that I'm not wanted on camera. So this is forcing me to try to get past that. Now, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, because now I'm so confused about negative self-talk and doing the things, but that's where my fear comes from. And I'm trying to address it as it's just fear and it's not going to kill me to be out there. And I'm robbing people of the opportunity to get to know me if I don't show up. That's how I have Mm -hmm. to frame it for my success. Yeah, I love that. I think that's fabulous. And I wish I had remembered to use that line because that's so good. Exactly. You know, you do. When we allow our our sense of limits, like, oh my gosh, is do they not want me or whatever? And we don't act, then we are keeping our gift away from other people because of our own limitation. And that's not okay. That's and not I- okay. I find it easier to tell other coaches and other people in our space. Like I could tell you and the rest of our community that before I'm comfortable telling myself that the same premise as we were talking about before it's a challenge. And if I, if we didn't read the books, talk to the people, do the things, I wouldn't be in this mindset to even attempt it. I'd still be scared and thinking I was the most ugly person in the world or, you know, like all the thoughts. So that's my story. Your your thoughts are like, they have a mind of their own. They're going to be doing things and they're they're not the friendliest at times, right? Yeah. So we have to just harness that sense. We have a choice. We don't have to listen. And that doesn't make them true or right. So good for you. Yay, yay. Woohoo. I have to tell you, I think one of the biggest helpers, aside from personal development, is community. You know, Mm -hmm. you talked about connection. So it's connection and community, having people that are all experiencing some part of this process, right? And having the similar feelings and cheerleading for each other. I think it really helps. Um, And I hadn't really thought of going down that road, but I I will call that out as a message to the audience that if you hang out with those like-minded people, it's a whole lot easier the people who lift you up instead of kick you down and and you're one of my people that lifts me up so mm-hmm. I'm grateful to you for that um so yeah oh, I'm totally derailed <laughs> not really as the as the young people say I'll add same, same. <laughs> same. 
Same. I love learning the new lingo. Um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's no doubt that being connected with a community is really powerful. And um, there's studies to show that, that people that have a connection, that's why churches are so good, you know, because they have a place where they know it's sort of, sort of like a family away from a family where, you know, like you can go in just as yourself and they, you'll be accepted and it'll be okay. And we need that. Isolation is really like uh, not good, not good for us at all to stay away and think, oh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about my stuff. Nope, we got to do it. We, we really take a chance, take a chance and do it. And you'll see that it's not as bad if you just allow yourself to trust, right? Yeah. You reminded me of another point too with the isolation. There's probably so many people out there feeling very isolated given the current state of affairs, but they don't have to be right. Like I didn't know you before the pandemic. It's not like I met you in a coffee shop. So I think that that needs to be understood too, is, is go where you think your people will be. I mean, it happened on accident. I didn't know I was going to find so many amazing people. Like I feel like my whole world is different and upside down, but in the best way. Um, but for people out there who might not know, there's all kinds of great people that are isolated too, that don't need to be. So let's make some connections. It's so true. And you know what, you're reminding me that I had gotten a, um, an ask from someone in, uh, well, actually Susan, our friend Susan, right? So she lives in Minnesota And she said, do you know someone in New York? I know someone who has an issue with alcohol. How can they get help? So I contacted someone and there is an online Zoom meeting for them. There's Zoom meetings for that. So even in that arena, there's no reason why you can't continue your walk with sobriety and the steps and all because there's 12 step programs virtual just as much as there's a Zoom meeting for just about everything right now. <laughs> everything is on Zoom, right? So there are ways to connect. I think it's that place where people are that are isolated and they're so used to being isolated, they, they're not willing, just like us, when before we dove into this adventure of being an entrepreneur in this way, right? Like there was that gap between wanting to and then acting, Right. But once you just allow yourself and say, look, I'm going to step into the gap and get to the other side and you have to push yourself. So that's another little trick. You you have to say, I'm just going to do it, even though I'm afraid. It's not my line, but it's one of the best. Do it afraid. So what? What's going to happen if you're scared? Who cares? Nobody really cares that you are in the boat you're in because they're in that boat, too. We're all in the boat, you know. We all are feeling fearful and unsure and uncertain. So, um, you know, pushing, going through, and I went on a tangent. No, I love it. It's it's an appropriate tangent, and you're 100% right. We do got to push through. And um, I appreciate you calling out the 12 steps being on Zoom. That's pretty badass. Um, I, I have I, no I, excuses. Yeah, I went, to a, I went to a few GA meetings since we've been home online and um, – it's great because you get to be with Australia and England and, you know, different states. So 
it's different than old school GA meetings where it's the same people every week. Yeah. Well, Marie, I really appreciate you spending time with me tonight. Do you have any final thoughts? Oh, I thought this was a blast. It wasn't as bad as all the anxiety I had this morning about what to ask me. What am I going to do? Am I going to make a... You see? All our heads. I've never done this before. It's because it's going to be bad. Is she going to... Yeah. So, but it was not, it was wonderful. I enjoyed it. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a blast. Really fun. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you were here. <laughs>